Welcome to Steel Sharpen the Steel. This is Robert Avila coming to you from Sweden. We had our first snowfall yesterday and today, late in November. Uh, believe me, uh, it gets cold here. I've been here before in December, January, February. Freezes you to your bone. But I'm here today uh, to talk to you about who am I? Now, you've probably found this podcast. Someone maybe told you about it. And you want to know, what am I coming here to listen to? What will I hear? I'm going to tell you about the amazing works of God. Uh, I seek to glorify God in this show and everything else. And I can tell you that uh, the way I was saved was miraculous. The way I was called is clear. I was called when I was nine. And when I was 30, I finally understood what that calling meant. And I began to more seriously warn the world of what is to come. I created my first website, uh, and it's gone now, but now I have a blog, uh, dreamtraining.blogspot.com. I have a YouTube channel, No Jesus, No Peace. Many prophecies posted there, 2007, 8, 9, and every year from then till now, uh, many fulfilled or part fulfilled. Sometimes a prophetic message comes in two, three scenes, and then those scenes are fulfilled. And I used to think, you know, learning, walking with God is an ongoing process. Now you've come closer to God. I'm going to be sharing many of those things with you because my hope is that some of you are at a certain phase in your life, you're looking to what's next, and in sharing my testimony, you'll understand, hey, that's where I am. Maybe that's what I need to do next. And I hope to advance your walk with God to help you draw near to our Father in heaven. So when I was nine, I had a vision. It's basically Revelation chapter six. And it showed things that now in today's world we know exist. I saw when I was nine that I saw the sky roll up, the clouds roll up. I saw signs in the Heavens, meteors begin to fall to the earth. In the book of Revelation, where it tells you hail, and let me tell you how I learned about this hail. I prayed, Lord, if there's anything I need to understand, but have any false doctrines that I believe, please correct me of them. Please set me free of them. I was praying for someone else, and I said, and let me pray the same for myself. And immediately the Holy Spirit, because I asked, began to teach me and reveal to me false teachings, one of which is that in Revelation, that hail means frozen ice. Now, why do people believe that? This is almost hilarious. I have seen people watch the news and share a news clip saying, look, the signs of the apocalypse in approaching are so strong that even the mainstream media is willing to share them. But no, my friend, they are deceiving you. It's part of the deception. Hail in the book of Revelation in the apocalypse, as it was once titled, is not frozen balls of ice, softball, golf ball, big boulder size, or any other size, weight, or mass. Hail in Revelation is a meteor. If you look at Revelation 8, you'll see that it comes burning. In Revelation, those meteors, the the hail as they have it interpreted for us into English, is made of stone, and it burns up one-third of the grass and one-third of the trees. Do you think ice can be described as made of stone? Not stony or stone-like, but stone. 
Does ice create fire? Can ice cause grass to burn? Can it cause trees to burn? Forests? No, it doesn't, my friend. Does it come streaking through the sky with fire? No. <laughs> they are meteors, and the Holy Spirit helped to teach me that. Now, that's called a word of knowledge. We like to say revelation in the modern parlance, but in the Scripture, it's called a word of knowledge. That's a gift. Uh, my gift uh, primarily is dreaming, but I know that many of you, you have gifts, and you might have one primary gift, uh, visions or understanding during prayer. So prayer maybe is your gift. Uh, but you also have the other things. If you think about it, you had a vision once, or two, or 20, and you've also had open visions, closed visions, some amount, one, two. You've had words of knowledge, revelations. You've had prophecy. Because usually you have one primary gift that you walk in. Often this is what we find. And then you also have, in lesser amounts, the other gifts. This is what most modern-day Christians walk in. For me, uh, dreaming is that big gift, but I've also had open and closed visions. I've had revelations. I've had uh, words of knowledge, and I've issued many prophecies that came in dreams or during prayer and other things. Sometimes you have a word of knowledge reading the scripture. In this podcast, I'll be sharing some of those things as well, such as this thing I just shared about uh, Revelation. But today I want to share some of the biggest prophecies. If you just hear this message and never come back, I want you to walk away with a few things. One is that a big war is coming to this world. Uh, in the late 90s, I was a student and businessman. God blessed me with businesses to help pay my tuition uh, at the University of Pennsylvania where I was studying psychology until I had an internship and realized that psychology is fraudulent and corrupt. <clears throat> and I, I quit that, went to study, began to study engineering, and I, but I thought, yeah, I'm just going to do business. That's what I'm going to do. Or maybe I'll go into uh, some kind of medical training. That's where I went. But as a businessman, I was praying and God was showing me visions. And I saw this vision. And it was three parts. And the first part, it was very simple. I just saw uh, missiles. Now, you know what? It's two parts. But it's fulfilled in three visions or in three actual events. Okay. Two-part dream. And the first part... I saw missiles fired from the west side of the Black Sea. They crossed the Black Sea and struck land east of the Black Sea. I saw specific objects. I saw one airplane. I saw a building. It was basically a cube painted white, whitewashed. And on the top was a parabolic an antenna dish. One week later, one week later, that vision was fulfilled. And it was fulfilled when Russia attacked Chechnya. Now, when God shows you a vision, I'm going to do a lot of talking about interpretation and understanding the ways of God because I want you to know God, my friend. I want you to be able to draw near to God and to see the intimate value of knowing God, obeying Him, seeking His Word, and sitting in His presence. So I was seeking Him out. I wanted to know, and I was willing to share it's the late 90s. I saw this vision. And Russia attacked Chechnya. Now, why did God choose this scene to verify? Because it has other historical significance. Number one, Russia broke their word. They had a treaty with Chechnya. 
So it shows Russia cannot be trusted. Treaties are strategic weapons for them, strategic tools only. They don't mean to keep them. There's no sense of honor. They laugh at people they see as encumbered by integrity and international agreements. The Geneva Convention is a joke to them. It's a punchline. They laugh when they mention it. They fired these missiles. They destroyed communication stations. When they attacked uh, Abkhazia, Ossetia, what did they attack? Communication stations. When they invaded Georgia, communication stations. And in the late 90s, when they broke their treaty with Chechnya, bombed their comm centers, their headquarter buildings, and the one airplane that they had, which was to evacuate critical patients to better hospitals. That's what that plane was for, medical purposes, human rescue. They blew that up. So then Russia invaded. And why did they invade? Well, false flags. Yeah, they created that to anger the Russian people, to support the war. But here's the thing. Yeltsin did that so that he could puff up the corrupt, the blatantly corrupt governor of St. Petersburg, a young former KGB spy and agent named Vladimir Putin. And that's how Putin became famous. They put him on television every day talking about we're not going to put our Russian boys in trouble. We're going to use a lot of missiles to conduct this warfare, gaining the hearts and minds of the Russian people that he became the president after Yeltsin. Why? Because Yeltsin was so corrupt, so corrupt. The Russian people will tell you this. They know about it. They know all about it. They know about corruption. They're not fooled. They're not deceived. <laughs> but they are deceived by Putin. They think he's a great man. They think he's still alive. <laughs> but Yeltsin created Putin as a great man, a savior of the USSR. And he became president. And then he forgave Yeltsin all his crimes, giving away all the land and all the resources of Russia to his cronies, his pawns, his friends, the oligarchs and future oligarchs of that nation. So that's why God chose that vision, this cheap betrayal of trust against the Chechen people based on false accusations with the corrupt procedure of raising up a man named Vladimir Putin so that they could create him into someone that the Russian people would follow to create World War III. All of this is planned, my friends. But in the late 90s, I saw this two-part vision. That was the first part. It was fulfilled a week later. But the very next day, I want to tell you what happened the very next day because it plays into the second part of this vision, the only part that's not fulfilled. The next day in the news, there was a small clip, maybe two paragraphs, maybe three. It talked about Russia has sold, Russia has sold the first kilo-class ICBM-capable nuclear-powered submarine to China. They had sold nuke-powered subs but not nuke missile launching subs, not intercontinental ballistic missile multi-warhead launching submarines, kilo class, to China. Not They hadn't sold those. 
That's what happened the next day. So God chose the timing of the delivery of that dream so that I could see something. So that I could see, yes, maybe one day China will have a nuclear launching submarine fleet. And today China has 20, almost 25, 30 years later, the largest submarine fleet in the world. But not nukes, mostly diesel submarines. And let me tell you, people, people laugh when I say this. Submarine, I'm sorry, diesel-powered submarines are deadly. And here's why. The diesel engine only charges the battery. It doesn't run all the time. It charges the battery, and when it's operating on battery power, they are quiet. A few years ago, there was a strategic exercise amongst the NATO countries. Sweden participated. They entered an electric submarine, powered by, charged by a diesel engine, but operating quietly, silently, near perfect silence, effectively silent, because the American radar systems didn't detect it. In the exercise, this Swedish submarine destroyed the USS Ronald Reagan aircraft carrier, destroyed destroyer ships, sunk several American ships, and one one submarine did that. Basically took out the effective capacity of an aircraft carrier battle group. One submarine. China has diesel-slash-electric submarines. They can walk right up to the border of the United States. And that, my friend, is the second vision that I saw. That's what the Holy Spirit showed me. I saw submarines come up all along the eastern border of the United States. I was shocked. I was shocked in the dream. How I was surprised. What is this? How, how is this? And they all began to launch missiles. You know, Scripture says that uh, the United States, which I understand to be Mystery Babylon the Great, that's a personal revelation. I know some of you listening won't like this, will reject this message. But you always hear the truth first once, and you shouldn't accept it from man, but you should take it into prayer. And if God confirms it, then you should believe it. But this is something the Holy Spirit revealed to me, took me to the Scriptures one night. This is a simple way to pray. I just said, Lord, if there's something I need to know that I don't know, people, we don't know things that we need to know. Father, if I need to know, at least let, just let me open this Bible to the thing I need to know and please reveal to me your meaning. Let me just understand what is there. And I just opened the Bible. I slid my thumb across uh, the ends of the pages until I felt by the Spirit that was the spot squeezed the pages, opened it up, and it opened up to talking about Mystery Babylon the Great. And I read it, and I understood that description is the United States of America. I prayed again the next night. I opened it up. Joel, talking about flying over the mountains, sounding like uh, chariots. I was like, and suddenly I understood, first time ever. Those aren't chariots jumping over the mountains. Those are Helicopters, airborne vehicles. These men, descriptions of different things. That's a pilot wearing an oxygen mask for high altitude flight. 
I began to understand what are these things. And in recent years, I've understood even more things about Joel chapter 2 and Daniel and the other chapters where they describe this, the World War III, the things that are coming. And he began to reveal to me, these are modern armies. These are modern nations. Mystery Babylon, the great United States. So Revelation says that Mystery Babylon, the great, is destroyed in one hour. But I'm telling you, in this vision, in this vision, it was like one minute. One minute. That's a, I'm, I don't know. I'm not telling you it is one minute. Maybe it's eight minutes, 20 minutes, but it was fast, and it was a very short period of time. It was as if they meant to synchronize it, and somebody's watches weren't all off. You know, when they said set, and everybody pushed their watches to start at the, at the specified hour, somebody's thumbs were a little slow. I don't know. Their systems were a little slower on their submarines. I don't know. But it was about one minute from the first missile to the last. All these submarines, too many to count, surface off the coast of the United States, off the East Coast, many more in the Northeast, many more in Florida, but some in between. And these missiles come up. They shoot up straight for a short distance. Then they kind of almost fell over, tipped over sideways. And then powerful rockets engaged in the rear section. And they just shot straight inland like that. And then the camera, the camera view that I had of this backed away, backed away so that I could see more of the United States, of the North American continent in the scene. And then fiery orange-red mushroom clouds began to appear in the Northeast. And in certain places along the East Coast, in the Carolinas, Virginia maybe, D.C. most likely, and then all over Florida, just massively all over Florida. Mushroom clouds. Let me tell you, later, many years later, I was looking for something else, and I found this map, and it had all these big circles, and it matched what I had seen as far as distribution and intensity of, of the rocket attacks, of the nuclear attacks, the nuclear mushroom clouds. I don't see how they could be something else. I think, I suspect they're nuclear. I wasn't told they're nuclear. Maybe there's some other bomb that won't radiate the ground, but I believe it will be radiation. And I saw this map and I looked at it, I said, somebody had the same vision I saw, and they made this great map. But I pulled it out, and it was a map instead of the population density and distribution of major American cities. And in that moment, I understood that nuclear attack is just to kill numbers, to destroy people. And I believe, my friends, if you look in the book of Revelation, Mystery Babylon the Great is destroyed shortly before the second coming of Jesus. The time when we will be raptured, there'll be the first resurrection of the dead. Jesus will come out of the east, riding in great glory. Everyone will see him. And those who have survived through the tribulation, which means those who are protected under the wings of the Most High. Why? Because they have a deep and intimate relationship with God. Again, let me tell you, you want to know God, you need to go know God. You need to draw near to our Heavenly Father. You will be rewarded. So people have survived, and half of those people who put their trust in God actually really knew God. The other half, they were following man. It made sense to them that they should trust. Maybe they just see that the Christians are surviving and they think, well, I ought to follow this guy because he knows more than me. I don't know. But we read in the scripture that two are in the field and one goes up, but not the other.
Two are grinding in a field. I'm sorry, two are grinding in the mill. And one is taken and the other left. Two are asleep in a bed. One is taken, the other left. Look at these people's, look at these people's situations. They are off the grid. They are not in the beast system. They don't have the mark of the beast. They can't buy. They can't sell. They don't have a job. So they're growing their own food, working a field. So they have some field. They have some land somewhere. They're working in a field, growing their own food. They have their own mill. They're making their own flour. Maybe they're not rich. Two people in one bed. Maybe they're married. Maybe they're two brothers. Maybe they're just a couple of friends. Two together in one bed, one taken, one left. Why are the ones left? For the same reason that five wise virgins are received by Jesus with joy and the five unwise virgins were not because they didn't know Jesus. You have to know Jesus, my friends. And I'm not telling you these things to save your life, but I'm telling you these things to form a foundation under the words I just told you that you must know Jesus. That is what every Old Testament watchman did. That is what every watchman alive today purposes to do, to prove to you that God is God. And Jesus is the Messiah, the one sacrificed, his only begotten son, the only way to heaven. So these things are going to happen. <laughs> Some of them have already happened, as I've told you. And I'm going to be sharing more prophetic warnings in this podcast, things you need to know, things you need to know. I'm going to be open-hearted and truthful with you. I'm going to encourage you, and I'm going to share with you what the Lord is saying. But I promise you, you need to know for yourself what the Lord is saying. So these missiles came up, destroyed these places in the land. Then, and I believe that, that, that this is after a long war is fought, there will be some initial attack. There will be some initial attack. Other watchmen have reported that attack. Uh, Henry Groover has seen that attack. Um, and there's another person that's, uh, that's well known for having that. But this final attack, that's the one that Dimitri Dudeman reported, and that's the one that I am sharing with you now. So there are two major attacks. One is the initial attack, which precedes the invasion. And then there is one after what is called, what will be called the counter-revolution. And the American people boot out the invaders, the Russians, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Mexican army, and others. They will push them out, killing many of them because they refuse to surrender. And then they will strike. Suddenly, after the people... I'm just, I, I believe this is when people will say, peace and safety. We've liberated North America. Peace and safety. Hallelujah. And then that's when sudden destruction comes. That's what I believe. That's what I believe this vision is. I don't have any checks in the spirit telling me that that's incorrect. I don't understand everything, my friend. But... I have a little, and I'll share that with you. I may see through a glass darkly, but we need to come together and share our visions, and the picture will begin to flesh out. We'll be able to understand things more. God doesn't give everything to one person. He gives something to everybody. To nobody does he give nothing. To everyone he gives something. And I have something, and I'm here to share it with you. I have more than a little something. I'm called to be a watchman, and I have warnings to issue. I'm going to be giving them on this podcast, Steel Sharpens Steel. 
The scene moved to the West Coast, and I saw a detonation high up in the Northeast, maybe Seattle, probably Seattle. Somewhere around the middle of California, I saw another explosion, I believe, if I remember correctly, just south of the Bay Area. On my YouTube channel, No Jesus, No Peace, I've shared this vision before, and I have it accurately relayed there. Then, in Southern California, probably around L.A. and San Diego, two more major nuclear explosions. And then the last one was off the Gulf of Mexico, somewhere in Texas. And because other people have shared that Houston is hit at some point, uh, I suspect that it was Houston. And it, from the position that I saw, there were no names given, no city names given, no exact positions. Uh, I believe it could be Houston. But something in the Gulf Coast, around the Texas border, Gulf of Mexico. So, that was the complete part of that vision. I've had other visions. I'm going to be sharing those. Uh, California earthquake vision and what God wanted me to teach with that. Again, God, in that vision, you know, the Lord, he gives a message. He gives a vision because he wants, he's saying, this is going to happen unless you repent. And here's the other thing that I want you to hear from this watchman, from this person that I have sent. And that is this, that you must know Jesus. You must seek Jesus. You must get free of sin. You must break your way out of sin. A dream I had this week, two nights ago, just showing me again. Watch out whom you associate with. They can lead you off the path. They can lead you into trouble. I made a, a, a poor judgment in associating with a friend in this thing. I chose a woman to walk with, led me off the path. This uh, alligator attacks, and, I, and this is the point of that dream. Wrestled with that alligator, wrestled, 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 tried every technique I could think of, buried in a hole, suffocate it, choke it out, ask someone else to kill it, ask an angel to kill it. None of those things did it, but the Holy Spirit in the dream told me, you have to cast it out. And that's what you need to do, my friend. Whatever the enemy has burdened you with. Now, I'm not saying that you have, or it is you. People say things like, my alcoholism. It's not your alcoholism. It's a burden the enemy heaped on you. Cut the shoulder straps, break the chains, sever the binds, and be set free. Jesus came to set the captives free. That means you and me and everyone else walking on this ball in space. The enemy comes and puts chains, puts encumbrances, tries to drag us down, tries to bury us, lead us out into the water and leave us to drown. Break those chains. Break those influences. Be set free, my friend. Go, great and mighty King, I pray, Father, for everyone who has come here to learn about you, to hear your words, Almighty King, that you will send angels, Lord, to surround them, to break whatever is afflicting their life, Father, if it's coming against their health, against their mindset, Almighty King, that you will break and destroy that, Lord. Every evil work of the enemy, Father, that you will destroy it, O great God, by your hand, that your name will be glorified. We pray for these things in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in his great, beautiful, and invincible name. We bind every evil spirit that comes against health, that comes against mental clarity, 
that comes against finances, that comes against relationships, that binds people and separates them from true fellowship, from good fellowship. We bind and break all these things in the name of Jesus for your glory on your throne, Father. We pray these things. Hallelujah. My friend, a simple prayer like that does damage to the enemy. We open a door for God to send his angels to destroy all kinds of wickedness. Just be generic, but if you know of a specific thing, name that thing when you pray. Name that thing with when you pray. If it's porn, so many people bound in porn, for some reason it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a social custom that you can't mention it in the church, but it's a problem. I'll mention it. Overeating, gluttony, whew, I get into that. Me and chocolate, man, I'll tell you, I need to stop struggling with that. And I need to spend some time casting out this. I need to repent of that. Friends, we all have things. Some are small, some are big, but they all open doors for the enemy. And the enemy, once he gets in, he doesn't just attack in the area where you opened a door. If you're cheating with finances, with business, it's a lack of faith. The enemy comes in. He's not just going to attack your finances. He'll attack your sleep, your relationships, your peace. He'll give you anger. He'll heap everything onto you that he can just think of. (laughs) His imagination is unlimited, but he has the basics that he uses against everyone. Lies into your mind. Reject all those things, my friend, because I'm telling you, God sees you as a beautiful person. I see you as a beautiful person. I know that there is good in you. God put it there, and you know that it's there. Let that part shine. Nourish it in the presence of God, reading the word in prayer, serving others, treating your neighbor as yourself, and putting God first. Put God first, my friend, and all other things will be added to you. Continue to seek the Lord. I pray, friends, that this has blessed you. I ask you to share it with your friends and to come back and listen to more podcasts This is Robert Avila, also known as No Jesus, No Peace on YouTube. Uh, Be blessed, my friend. Pray or be defeated.